0: This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to cover Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie. This is book 25 of 52 for my 2019 reading list. This episode will consist of three segments. The first will be a brief introduction to the book as well as the author. Second segment will be a few of my favorite things. And the third segment is the one thing, my one key takeaway from, from this book. So on to segment one, the author is Agatha Christie, known as the Queen of Crime. She was born on September 15th, 1890 in England and died January 12th, 1976, also in England in Oxfordshire. During that time, she wrote 66 detective novels and holds the Guinness World Record as the best-selling novelist of all time. In fact, the only books that have sold more copies than hers are The Bible and Works by Shakespeare. So, not, not too shabby. Her 1934 novel is the one we're covering today, Murder on the Orient Express, and she wrote that while in the Para Palace Hotel in Istanbul, Turkey, which was the southern terminus of the railway which uh, for the Orient I- I- Express, which was a train that would go from Istanbul directly to, to London. And while she was at this hotel, uh, when she wrote the book, that the hotel is still there and it maintains Christie's room as a memorial to the author, where she she wrote this book. So uh, Christie had, had uh, Agatha Christie had traveled this this route. Her husband was an archaeologist, and so she had she had been on this, this particular train and uh, wrote wrote a uh, murder mystery of it, and, and also uh, included some of the people that she met on her her particular. Uh, route when when she took it. So the story of, of this book, there is a, a detective and his name is Hercule Poirot. And it's spelled like Hercules, but without the S. So Hercule, I'm going to butcher it, but uh, that that's kind of the main character in this book. And he is he is in the Middle East and he is uh, called back to London. So he's in Istanbul and he gets an urgent message that he needs to be back in London. So he, he books a, uh, a spot on the Orient express and he happens to be on a train where a murder takes place. And not only does a murder take place, but the train is stopped because of, of too much snow. So there's a snow drift and they can't get past. And so they're, they're stuck and a murder has taken place. And since he's the detective, it's his job to, to find out who did this this murder. And it's basically one car of the train, and the person who was killed was stabbed 12 times. There's 13 passengers he's got to interview and, and find out and search their luggage and do all that to find out who done it. So it's a, a really interesting story. I mean, it's all secluded. You know, they can't go anywhere. He can't look out look up information outside to to know about these people's histories or past or anything uh, to get those kind of details. He's just got to go by what he can observe on on this train. The story itself was made into a movie just a few years ago. Uh, Penelope Cruz was in it. Uh, other other quite famous people. So I, I have not seen it, but I may check it out. I'd Be curious to see how how they portray this in in film. Um, as for who suggested the book, I've, I've heard about it my whole life. Uh, but I recently heard about it again on a podcast, and that was a podcast I listened to last year called Up and Vanished, and that was kind of a murder mystery podcast in kind of in the vein of of serial. If if you listen to, to that podcast, where it, it goes episode by episode, and, and the the guy, uh, Payne Lindsay, is the I guess we could call him a a detective in a way he was living in atlanta and he decided to pick up a cold case from georgia and it was a, a murder mystery a missing person mystery uh never found the body and so he just he just started interviewing people in this in this small georgia town and uh fascinating, I, It was scary, but, uh, it was, it was, it was fascinating. And, and a lot of people have enjoyed that, that podcast podcast. So that, that's where I, where I heard about it. He, he mentioned that this would be a good book to read. I read it from July 3rd through 6th of 2019. So it took three days to my version was a 254 page book, which means I read 85 pages per day. Uh, that's on the, the high end for me. Took five hours and thirty-two minutes and fifty-five seconds total to read it, so about a, a minute nineteen per page. As for my initial reaction, uh, I, l- I love reading books that are—I almost view them as a, a puzzle where you—you've got to pe- put all the pieces together, and there's there's kind of clues throughout the book, and this is definitely one of them. Since it is a murder mystery, there there are clues throughout, and I I was thinking that uh, you know maybe maybe I'm smart enough here, maybe I'll be able to to pick out all these clues. And I I was really diligent about writing specific notes in the back of the book and and underlining. And I'm like, Oh, I bet this is going to come into play. And I was totally surprised by the, by the end of the book. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers in this episode, but, uh, but the, (laughs) I was not even close to figuring out who, who done it, who, who was the murderer. So very, very cool in that sense. Um, as for who should read it, if you're into psychology, you will really enjoy this book and I'll get into, to reasons why a little bit later in this episode. Also, if you're into, in, if you're in law enforcement, this would be a great book. And, and I, I, I always think about that as, as, uh, when I read crime and punishment, I, I thought this should be required reading for, for law enforcement because you're, you're getting into this, this person's head, you're getting into a criminal's head and on this side of it, it, it's kind of the opposite side of being in the criminal's head. You're you're on the detective's head, but but he's using a lot of, of psychology to 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 find out. It's it's yeah, he there's clues, there's things that happened, um, there's there's pieces of, of evidence, but that's that's has just a little bit to do, and then it's more of the psychology of, of the 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 people he's interviewing, um, the questions he's asking, and that kind of thing. So it's it's fascinating from that. From that front, and it's also a really good book. And and uh, as for the last person who should read this book, if if you want to test your reading comprehension skills, it's excellent in that sense because you, you will find out how poorly you read because you'll you'll be seeing how many clues you missed throughout the book, and. Uh, the detective will reference something that somebody said and you're like wait did he really say that and you'll, you'll go back and and uh and the person did say it and so it, it's 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 funny in that sense to to uh to take it in in that kind of a sense of how good I am, am i really at at reading and in comprehending and, and remem- remembering what i read so if uh if if you would like to test yourself this this would be a good book to do that If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome and thanks for checking it out. I started the Books of Titans project because I needed help picking out the best books. I found out what some of the world's top performers were reading and started reading those books to the tune of 52 per year or roughly one a week. I set my reading list a year in advance and then share it online. That creates accountability and a connection with others who are reading those same books. I want you to experience the benefits of having a yearly reading list. To that end, the Books of Titans website is stocked full of resources to help you find the best books. I've also opened up the website to where you can begin sharing your reading list. This will allow you to share it with others, write reviews, and rate each book. I have three different plans, with the first one starting at just $9 per month. Your books will be placed in a visually stunning format that you can share on social platforms. Just go to booksoftitans.com forward slash my books for more details, and also to see some some other people in the community who have shared their, their reading list. Now back to the book. Here are some of my favorite things from this book. The first one is, is just the psychology of the, of the crime and of the detective story. So on page 69, our, our, uh, our detective says, it is, the psychi- it is the psychology I seek, not the fingerprint or the cigarette ash. And that was really cool. I mean, there were, there were a few pieces of evidence at the crime scene, but nothing really that, that helped out a tremendous amount. Amount. It was really more to do with the questions he was asking people and their responses. And so he was really good at, at doing that. Uh, Page 210, he says, but I know human nature, my friend. And I tell you that suddenly confronted with the possibility of being tried for murder, the most innocent person will lose their head and do the most absurd things. So seeing it from both, uh, both sides, one of what, for the person who has done the murder, how do they usually act? But then also for the person that doesn't or, or who hasn't committed the murder, how do they usually act? And they might actually act sometimes more like they had done it because they, they, will do absurd things. Uh, so, so being able to distinct distinguish that while you're, you're questioning people. And as I mentioned earlier, this reminded me a lot of, of the book crime and punishment where, in that book, the, the main character, he tries to commit a crime. Uh, he, he's, he thinks he's kind of above the law and, and, and wants to test out to see if he can commit a crime without there being further repercussions. And, uh, so he commits a murder and it, it just hounds him. Like he, it, he, it, it, it has separated him from, from human being a, being a human, uh, because he's taken another life. And, um, and so just, you, you get deep into this, this guy's head and he he was hoping he could just get away with it and and, and it not bug him, but, but it really bugs him. So, uh, similar, similar on that side of, of the psychology of, of the crime itself. And then page 109, he goes, me, I am convinced it is the truth. Actually, this is, this is one of the other guys on the train who there's, there's three people they that they're trying to figure out who the who done it and and this guy says I me I'm convinced it is the truth and what's happening here is he's kind of going down this route of he thinks he knows what ha- what has happened and so all the evidence that they're gathering points to his side of the story and as it says he became he became more enamored of his theory and I've seen this in some of the books that we've read for the Books of Titans project where uh, it gets more into the psychology type of things and, and this is a problem in law enforcement where somebody will get in, get an idea a detective will get a, an idea of what happened in their head and and they'll close off other ideas and evidence that would go against that they just ignore that because it doesn't it doesn't fit in with this this story that they're starting to, to go towards. And it's a neat thing to think about and and to be aware of, I guess, when, when we're confronting problems and, and things in our life where, where we're maybe thinking it's one way. And and if evidence is coming in that, that says, well, it it may be different, uh, not even taking that into consideration, into consideration because we're so enamored with, with our own theory. So it it was cool that this happened a lot, uh, where I, I would, be reading in this book and think think about uh, uh, another book from the Books of Titans project where it was more on the psychology side of things and then you're, you're seeing it actually happen in in this in this novel. Uh, a second thing that, that stuck out to me and this is just kind of funny is how to get liars to tell the truth. Uh, on page 22, 223, he says, if you confront anyone who has lied with the truth, they usually admit it, often out of sheer surprise. So that was funny. He, he then takes that Thesis and and tested it on on some people just by by being very brazen with with saying what he believes to be the truth to them directly and it does kind of flabbergast some of, some of the people. Final final thing uh, of, of a favorite thing from this book was was how the detective he would he would always ask the right questions and so he knew particular things about the the murder and and some of that does come into the the evidence side of things so that there was a pipe cleaner. On the floor of the of the crime scene, and then there was also a, a handkerchief. So he would he would try to be sly about asking people uh, different different things to try to to see if if that maybe was their handkerchief or if they smoked. And so it would it would be a kind of an innocent question of of do you do you prefer uh, cigarettes or pipes, and and the person would respond, and, and he was just trying to get them to to he was trying to find out who the pipe smoker was uh and then there was also th- th- with the wounds on the the person who was murdered it w- it was obvious that that it was at least one thing was done by someone left-handed and so he would have each person sign their name and write their address down as part of the interview and all he was doing there he didn't he didn't need their name and address he well, all he was doing was to um was to see if they were right or left-handed and so kind of thinking thinking through that of, of what are the right questions to ask somebody if, if you're if you're trying to get information and one way I was thinking about this is just even in, in interviews uh, job interviews if, if you're trying to, to get a, a, a certain kind of answer really taking a step back to think of, about what are the right questions and what are ways to to get at that uh, in, in maybe not a way that that someone expects to to have you ask the question So now on to segment three and the one thing, my one key takeaway, I guess the one thing that's still sticking in my head after reading this book, and it's this, after that, after he had gathered the evidence, after the detective had spoken to everyone, he said this, it's time to sit back and think. And I just thought that was so cool. It it, it came to a point where, you know, they they, they weren't going to find any more evidence. They weren't going to be able to, to gather any more. And in fact, a lot of the people they were interviewing were just straight lying. So it wasn't he could gather some information from the lies, but, but also it it, it wasn't helping at at some point. And it, it, now it was just sit back and think. And sometimes I I think I just needed to do that in, in situations. It's maybe stop the action side of things and it's time to sit back and, and think about it. Also, along with that, as you're thinking, be careful not to fall into the, to the traps and, and, just kept thinking about that one where uh, I, I highlighted in in segment 2 of the the other person thinking that he was convinced of of a particular murderer or or uh a a version of the of what happened to where he became became so enamored with uh, his theory that he couldn't see anything else and so just this, these warnings and and so it was a very fun book in, in that sense of, it was almost an application of, of books like Thinking Fast and Slow or even a negotiation book like Never Split the Difference. You got to see a lot of the things highlighted in those books come into play in Murder on the Orient Express. And to, to see what's going on in this detective's mind as he as he really takes more into the psychology thing of uh, into consideration as, as more so than just evidence and, and always seeking evidence. So neat thing to, to, to think about that I'm I'm still considering. If you've never read an Agatha Christie book, go pick one up. I mean, there, there it's, it was a quick read. It's 250 pages, but it like, there's, there's not many words on, on each page. Uh, it's, it's a fun book to read. It, it, it has you thinking the whole time, you know, who did this? I wonder, I wonder who did it. I think I know. And then, you know, you, you, you're likely to be, to be wrong, especially in this one. So what this book has done is made me want to, to pick up some of her other 66 novels that or other 65 that she's written and maybe, maybe try to, to fit one in per, per year. So the next one I'd, I'd like to read is, and then there were none, which apparently is, is her most famous of her novels. So to recap, fun book, interesting book, entertaining in the sense of, of there's pe- people from all different countries on this train and they kind of poke fun at, uh, at, the, at the international differences and cultural differences and, and all that. And just, a a, a good whodunit story. So in, from the master herself, the, the third best-selling author of, of all time, uh, in terms of a series. So I encourage you to read it. That's going to do it for this episode. Before I sign off, just a reminder that you can now share your reading list on the books of Titans website by going to booksofTitans.com of forward slash my books. You can also follow books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at books of Titans. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast and find all of our past episodes through iTunes, the Android marketplace, or your podcast manager of choice. If you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to give us an effusive five-star rating on iTunes and share your favorite episodes on social media. I'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.